In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I always like looking at the gospel as a whole to see what is happening and what is really taking place uh, in this gospel. And so today uh, we read from Matthew chapter 20. And at the very beginning of the gospel, Jesus is telling his disciples something very important. He's telling them that he's going to go to Jerusalem and they're all going to go to Jerusalem. And when they get there, Jesus is going to be mocked. He's going to suffer, he's going to be crucified, and he will die, and that he will raise again on the third day. So Jesus is telling them this, and right after he tells them this, and mind you, this is the third time Jesus is telling them this. This is Matthew chapter 20. So two more times, it's recorded in scripture that Jesus is telling his disciples that he's going to die. Very important. A very important thing. Imagine one of your best friends is telling you that they're going to die. Whether it's of a sickness or a disease or something very serious is about to happen in your friend's life. And Jesus is telling his very close friends this. And I love, I really love what happens right after Jesus tells them this. I give her a nickname. Her name is Khaltu Zabadiyah. Okay. So she is the mother of the sons of Zebedee. She's the mother of James and John. They're disciples of Jesus. So, you know, she's a khaltu. She wobbles up to Jesus, you know. And she goes to Jesus and Jesus says, what do you want? What do you want? And I love that question because Jesus, for the third time, is telling his disciples again that he's about to die and suffer. And Jesus asks her, what do you want? And so what does she want? She wants her sons to sit, one at the right hand of Jesus and one at the left hand of Jesus in his kingdom. It's kind of like Chaldeans today. You know, when you're getting married, everybody wants a certain seat at the wedding. You know, that's what this mother wanted. She wanted a certain seat and she wanted the best seat for her sons. And so she's asking Jesus this. And the two sons are there with her. And then the rest of the disciples hear it and they become annoyed at these two disciples. They start chattering and start, you know, really talking about these disciples and and who are they? Why are they going to Jesus and asking for this? Now, the disciples, and not just James and John, not just their mother, but all of them were distracted. All of them were not paying attention. All of them were not focused on Jesus and what he was saying for the third time that he would suffer and die. They were distracted. What's been on my heart lately, uh, especially praying with this homily, is how many people come to Mass and are distracted? How many of us come to Mass and it's so hard to pay attention in Mass? Listen, I understand. It's really hard to look at Father Brian, okay? (laughs) I get it. It's very distracting. His hair, all that gel. We told him to give it up for Lent. He couldn't do it. But it's so easy to come to Mass and to be distracted. It's so easy to come to Mass and not to to focus on what's happening. So what I want to preach about is two really categories. One is the human aspect of how we can focus. And then two is the spiritual aspect. So first, humanly. Today in our world, our attention span is literally nothing. Like, we are losing focus because we don't even have an attention span anymore. I remember leading youth groups as when I was in college and even in high school, and it was said to us in youth groups, and this is, you know, 12, 13 years ago, that 
a teenager's attention span was 10, 15 minutes, right? So when you give a talk to a teenager, make sure your talk isn't too long because after 10, 15 minutes, they're going to lose their focus. Now what's happening is teenagers can't even focus for 30 seconds because what we're doing is we are looking at all of these videos online, right? Think about all of these YouTube shorts, Instagram reels, TikToks, and how short those videos are. These videos are so short and what they're doing to our minds is it's not allowing us to focus on any, anything that has any length to it. When was the last time you watched a 30 minute YouTube video? It doesn't happen anymore. It's very rare because we lose our focus after 30 seconds. And so humanly, we need to be very careful of what we are doing to ourselves, to our own minds. When I'm just going after these videos that are very, very short, and I'm filling my mind with those, I am making my attention span much slower, much smaller. I need to be careful of that. So if there's anything that I can give up for Lent, I think it's that very thing. This is really important. Because you will see that as you give that very thing up, whether it's social media or YouTube or whatever it is, it's going to be hard in the beginning but then you begin to, to gain focus and attention. That's what happens. So humanly, how we can focus more in mass, how we can pay attention more in mass, is we need greater silence in our lives. We can't constantly be on our phones or constantly be on our screens because what ends up happening is we're on our phones all day and then all of a sudden we're like, okay, let me go to mass. And we go to Mass and we sit for that one hour, or if it's Father Brian, an hour and 20 minutes, okay? And we sit for that time, and we sit there, and we can't focus. And we wonder why, why can't I focus? Why can't I pay attention? And it's because we're constantly in noise. We're constantly doing something. And so we don't know how to come to Mass and just sit and just be with God and worship Him. And so we need greater silence and we need to put restrictions on ourselves, on our minds, so that we're able to, to, to be with the Lord. And to be honest, the more that technology advances, the stupider humanity is going to become. This is the truth. Because we're becoming too dependent on technology and on screens and people are learning not to use their brains anymore. I mean, think about how many of us need calculators to do simple math, you know. Right? When, when we were kids, how much we were tested in math and equations and different things, and now we don't even know what 2 times 5 is. Okay, we got to pull out our phone. Because the more we become attached to these things, the stupider we're going to become. Sorry to say that. And then the less we're able to focus on things that actually matter. So that's the human side of how I can pay attention. We need to really put restrictions on ourselves of the things we're watching, the things we're seeing. And we need greater silence. Spiritually, there's two things. First is a relationship with God, and second is recognizing where we are, recognizing what's actually happening in Mass. So a relationship with God. In order for Mass to be fruitful, in order for us to pay attention to Jesus in Mass, I need a relationship with Him. I need to know Him. You know, we all have, we all have friends and even family that we might see a couple times a week, there's people in our lives that we see once a month. There's people in our lives that we see once a year. But the people that are closest to us and the people that know 
us really are the ones that we see multiple times a week, maybe even every single day. Those are the people that, that know us and that love us and we know and love them. Those are the people we have a relationship with. Not the people that we see once a month, not the people we see once a year. And so it's the same thing with God. If I'm just seeing God on Sundays, then don't expect Mass to be fruitful. If I'm just here on Sundays, that's the only time I give to God. I might say a couple Our Fathers and Hail Marys throughout the week, but Sunday is my, my, the most time I give to Him. Then when I come to Mass, I'm not going to get anything out of this. Because I don't really know Him. I don't really love Him, and I don't have a relationship with Him. So a relationship with God starts by seeing Him more. That's it. Just see Him more. We have so many adoration chapels. We have so many places that are open 24-7. And this is rare. Like what we have in Michigan, especially around here, is very rare. Because you go to other states, and other states don't have chapels that are open 24-7. Other states don't have places where you can go and enter a code and just sit in a room, and you're literally in God's presence with the Eucharist. But we have that. And we need to take advantage of that. If I want a relationship with God, it's going to be in those rooms. It's going to be. And those rooms are powerful. How many of you, raise your hand if you've been in Adoration Chapel and you've just experienced God's power there. I just want to see. Raise your hand. That's amazing. So we know the power of the Eucharist. We know the power of just sitting with Him. And when you sit with Him, you will grow in relationship with Him. The second thing is recognizing what's happening at Mass. Okay? This isn't just a service. We're not Protestant. This isn't just a prayer service where we come together and say some nice, cute prayers, and then we all go home to our own places. This isn't a service. This is a sacrifice. This is worship. This is where Jesus becomes truly present at that altar. This is where the cross becomes real. So there are a couple of moments in Mass that are very important. What I love to say about the Mass is, when I come to Mass, when I come to church, this is where heaven meets earth. Heaven comes down to earth. So the minute you enter those doors, you are entering into a spiritual world. The minute you enter your, those doors, you are coming closer to heaven. Recognize where you are. Recognize what you are coming to do. That this isn't just some prayer. This isn't just saying some words. We are literally coming face to face with God. If you read the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, before Jesus was crucified, there was a veil that went up. And this huge veil separated the priests and everything that went behind the veil from everybody else. And only the high priest could go behind the veil. Only the high priest could see and talk to God. And he would only go there once a year. Now imagine when Jesus, and it says this in the scriptures, that when Jesus was crucified, all of the earth shook. And the veil in the temple was torn in two. The veil was torn. Because now God is available to us. So the reason we don't have a veil here is because God is available. Jesus isn't reserved just for the priests and the nuns. Jesus is for everybody. And I have this grace, we have this grace now, that we can literally come into His presence. This is the Eucharist, His body and blood. 
And so when I'm in Mass, I'm literally coming face to face with God. Think about that. St. Maximilian Kolbe, he has an amazing quote. He says, If angels could be jealous of men, they would be jealous of us for one reason, the Eucharist. Because angels cannot receive the Eucharist. Only we can receive the Eucharist. And so even though they're with God and they're united with him in a much closer way than we could ever be, they can't receive him. They can't become one with him. But we as humans, God has given us the gift to come to Mass and to receive him in the Eucharist and to literally become one with him. To become one with God. Protestants don't have that, FYI. Only Catholics have that. They can have bread services, but they don't have the Eucharist. They don't have the body and blood of Jesus. We have that. And so we need to recognize that when we are coming to Mass, that's what we are waiting to see. And that's what we are waiting for to happen in our hearts. That as we approach this altar, we are waiting to become one with God. One with Him. And so I just think that we need to take these things seriously. Just to recap, right? We need greater silence. We need to be careful of the noise that is in our life. We need a relationship with God throughout the week. And we need to recognize what's happening here. You know, when loved ones pass away, I know that it's for people, some people have an attachment going to the cemetery. Some even going every single day. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? If, that's, if some people do that, God bless you. But if you want to see your loved one, there's no greater place to come than to Mass. Because in Mass, the angels and the saints join us. And especially in the Chaldean Mass, we have such amazing prayers. Pay attention to the prayers right before the Holy, Holy, Holy that we all sing together. When we sing that prayer right before that and after that, there's a prayer that talks about all of the angels and saints coming down. The angels and saints come down and they surround the altar. And so if you're trying to see your loved one, if you want to be connected with your loved one who's passed, this is the very place to be. This is where they are. They're at this altar. And they're worshiping God, and they want you to worship Him. And so I pray for the grace in this Mass that we would be able to focus and pay attention. And be aware, distractions are real. Humanly, we can't get rid of every distraction, so we need to be careful of that. Sometimes we get scrupulous and we're too hard on ourselves because we're not fully focused, and that's, it's fine. We're not always going to pay full attention. But we need to redirect our minds and our hearts to God so that we can receive the graces that come from every single Mass. Amen.